Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 23, season four of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Evening, Richie. Um, well, it finally happened. Uh, we got our first multi, and it was the Warriors that actually sealed the deal for us um, with an impressive win over the Sharks. So um, congrats to us, and I think we've won back Paul all his money, so um, he can get off our backs now. And What? Um, what? We, sure, are nowhere, we are nowhere near, nowhere near. So as you can see, we got to, we, we, we won $11.06, and, uh, six cents and uh, we're at least, um, what, 14 weeks in. So we're, uh, we're, a, <laughs> we're a long way down on the old, um, uh, on the old Maltese. But there you go. There you go. Yes. Um, I don't want to brag, just... but we'll, we're going to find out about it later. But I got a perfect round. So my multi, which is a little bit more than two dollars pulled off, so I, I'm reasonably yeah. happy with my betting choices yeah. this week. I notice you even gave yourself a little gold star too. Yes, that's what happens. Gold star for a perfect round. That's what we do. You got a few of those last year, so um, we're, we're deviating well off track now. But how was your weekend, and what did you think of the round overall? Uh, yeah, it was good. Thanks, buddy. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the round as I tend to do when when we get a good win. But I thought there was um, a couple of other very good good games as well. Yeah, I thought there was quite a few um, good matchups and entertaining um, watches, which was good. Um, we'll talk about it when we get to the ladder, but I, I feel like there's only nine or ten teams left in the comp. But mm. it's... Um, it's so close that it could very um, much change where everyone is on the ladder. We'll talk about that at that point, though. But while we're here live on Wednesdays at 8 p.m., you also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of the last Origin match and Round 20, and then a quick update on our tips. We'll then answer some questions from you guys as well as questions we've prepared for each other. We'll then preview round 21 and make our picks before ending the night with a recap of the Super League. So remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show and we may as well jump straight into the stories, Richie. Yep, I see Jacko's here um, advising us not to Skype too much. Yeah, 100%. I'm pretty confident our multi will not happen this week. 
Um, we we were just lucky. We got a predictable round, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, first story, um, the NRL came out and announced that the Titans should have been awarded a penalty for um, Eels players being offside when Tanner Boyd uh, attempted a field goal in their narrow loss this round. But ironic that the week before they got penalised for the same thing that cost them in the golden point, and then they don't yeah. get the rub of the yeah. green this time. Um, disappointing for the Titans. I, I I put myself into their shoes if it was the Warriors, and I know I would be, you know, going down with the to the picket lines, um, screaming at the NRL. But they had other opportunities to win. But yeah, it's kind of what happens it's kind of the thing we said a lot with the warriors in terms of the referees when got one team perceived as the better team against a, a poorer team that poorer team doesn't always get everything that they should which is kind of what we saw here richie hmm. yeah um mate with that penalty would have been awarded i could have kicked it i could have kicked that myself off my bad foot give them the two points <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's so cruel, mate. Especially since um, the Titans lost, as you said, the Titans lost in similar fashion the week before, um, with the call call going against them for the exact same thing. It's yeah, she's a cruel beast, rugby league, and and we, especially when all you get is an apology on Monday. Yeah, um, we've had to stomach many of those um, apologies in our time, but. I can I, I I can't look at it unbiased because I had a I had a multi on it so I was I was fine <laughs> thinking um, of your pocket yeah um, so yeah very unfortunate for them um, but it's that cliche trying to you want to say you've got to you know play and get the ref out of the decision but that's a decision that should have been made every day of the week um, it just gets missed so often. Um, that's why everyone was surprised last week when it actually got called because mm. it never yeah. gets called. Yeah, it's just back um, to normal this week. That That's all yeah. it was. Yeah, but, um, yeah, tough luck for the Titans. Um, on to the next one, I guess. Um, but we'll continue talking about the Titans for a little bit because we discussed a few weeks ago, Richie, that David Fafita and Big Tino um, had that free agent clause if Holbrook got the sack. Mm. Um so the word is that Fafita is not really interested in activating it. He's happy to stick around. But the word on the street is that Tino is um, interested in activating it. Doesn't mean he's going to go anywhere, but it means he is available for offers. Um, so what's your take on that? Do you see both of them staying or do you think Tino's going to go? There's been a lot of talk about Tino because he came out when he was captain saying, he wants to be the first captain that takes him to a premiership. Might leave a sour taste in the mouth if he just jumps ship. But, um, you know, it's a professional a professional sport and it's a job. So if someone's willing to pay him more money to go elsewhere, it'd be hard to to disagree with the decision to go. Mm. Hey, I'm willing to start um, fundraising if you are, mate. Get Tino hey. with us? Yeah, I'll go sell some sausage sizzles and raffle tickets. Surely he's we'll get, said, get to the... He's said to us in the past. <laughs> I, I, admittedly, though, the Warriors are a better performing team now, which could make them a bit more enticing. I just don't think they have the, the cap space or no, the, I, uh, the roster space. I think for next year, now that 
we got signing news soon with Sean Johnson, but I think they've mm. basically got, if, if not all 30, I think they're like 28 or 29 already. Yeah. Honestly, I'd, I'd love both of them to stay there, stay where they are. Um, they're built quite nicely and, and with a new coach coming in, give it a, give it a real good crack. You know, they've got good youngsters coming through as well. Um, they're building the nucleus of something there. Um, yeah, it, it would um, it wouldn't be great if, if one or two of those guys left and it'd sort of be back to square one almost. I think um, I think that would be fine if Fafita left. If yeah. Tino leaves, I think it leaves a massive hole. Um, I know I've been harsh on Fafita basically the entire life of this this show. But, he's been good um, this year. He's been good. He has he has been good, but he's he's not a player that's irreplaceable. Where I think Tino mm. and what he does there, he is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think they'll both stay. I think it might just be a shrewd way of Tino's management getting him a bit more coin. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Continuing with the Holbrook train, though, uh, the Cowboys and Tigers have been rumored um, to be setting up meetings with him in an attempt to. Uh, lure him to the club um cowboys are very high on him becoming an assistant i assume the tigers are probably looking at the idea of having him be an assistant for um for benji um any of those places you i'm i'm sure there's there's others that we haven't heard of interested in holbrook services but um if you were him where would you rather go the cowboys or the tigers oh where where would i rather go certainly the cowboys um who would need him more? Probably the Tigers. Um, mm. They need as much help as they can get in their coaching setup, and probably less, less and less input from their from their board. But yeah, if I were if I were Holbrook, <laughs> the Cowboys would seem pretty enticing. If if those were my options, yeah, same here. I'd be going to Cowboys Tigers. Uh... I love my Tigers, but they're a dumpster fire. Um, that management's all all up in the air. I, I wouldn't feel safe in a role there. So I, I don't know if I'd be signing a contract to go there because, you know, in a couple of months, you might look at someone the wrong way in a hallway and find yourself out of a job. Um, that kind of mm. seems to be what it's like there. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure before the end of the year is over, he'll have a job somewhere. Um, but yep. We will keep going with the Tigers, though, because there was a lot of noise about the Tigers this week, as there always is in the media across the ditch. They love talking about the Tigers. Um, but they're, um, there's apparently the um, Aiden Caesar has apparently signed a deal to join them from next season. No official word on it yet, but this signing apparently has caused friction between Benji Marshall and Scott Fulton, who is the recruitment manager. That was brought in without discussing with the current coaching staff um and there was apparently a meeting held um at the tigers to clear the air between the two um no word on if it's gone well or not but the tigers um also commented about the current ceo james pasco and said that he's got full faith and confidence from the board which is usually as we know um the faithful quote um that coaches and ceos get before they're fired but um, yeah. there's just so much noise from management at the Tigers. Um, you kind of feel sorry for the players. Go you, when the your team is being managed so poorly from the the guys in suits, 
how do you expect the um, the players to be performing on the field? It it doesn't really go together. So um, yeah, what's your take on all this rubbish at the Tigers? Um, Simon's put a comment yeah. on um, saying that they definitely need to get rid of the CEO, which has been something everyone's been talking about um, all yeah. year. Yeah, and I agree. Um, it is it is a mess. Um, you're exactly on the money. There's just way too much noise from from people you shouldn't be hearing from. They should be behind the scenes. Um, the Aiden Caesar call that that was a there was a Benji Marshall want, wanting that, wasn't it? And that's what's caused the friction. Yeah, from what I heard, it was he wanted Caesar and Fulton wanted yep. Cogger. So, um, wouldn't wouldn't the coach or incoming coach wouldn't he be the one that would get more of a say on the roster he wants? You would think so, but I guess the argument is why have a recruitment manager if the recruitment manager isn't recruiting? But to yeah. present options to the coach, that's kind of what it's meant to be, right? You come to the table going, "This is what I've got," and the coach yeah. picks what's going to suit his style. Yes, that's yeah my understanding of it. But Paul's come in to give us the informed. Um, well, look, it comes down to what what kind of um, structure you've got because you look at American teams, basketball teams, for example. If you watched the uh, the Last Dance, at the end of that, the general manager, the guys in the front office, basically traded away and got and decided which contracts were signed. The head coach had no say at all, or very little to say, in that. Um, and he was getting very upset that basically he didn't get any credit for the fact that uh, he put a co- put the team around Michael Jordan. Um, so um, egos and stuff can play a, play a part in it. And yeah, in, in, if you take the American style, then no, the coach, the head coach, has not got any say in the um, in the playing staff. I don't know if you've watched also Moneyball, um, yep. where the uh, the the head coach there um, refuses to pick the players that the general manager wants. So the general manager just trades the players away until he's only got players left that he'll actually select. So yeah. um, in in that kind of sense, no, it, it can be that he has no say at all. And he just, here's your players. You, you coach them um, and we'll decide how the cap is spent. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have the American style. Um, the player, RLPA wouldn't let that one because not only does the coach not really have a say um, over the general manager, the players have no say either. So, like that example, Paul said, where um, the coach didn't want certain players um, to play, so the general manager just gave those players to another team. The players have no say in that, which is a big thing. The RLPA would never let that happen because the players have so much say in everything. Um, they mm. basically dictate sure, the terms. But, but there is um, uh, there is also the, the – but just because – I'm not saying that he would have that much power, but um, the maybe – the, the CEO of um, the Tigers has gone, look, we're going to try this um, American style um, mm. and division of division responsibility. Look, you don't have to worry about, about salaries, um, which can be a good thing. In some ways, um, if the coach has got to decide salaries and decide contracts, then what kind of relationships do you have with players? If, if that's given to somebody else, it can actually mean that you have a better relationship between the, con- the, uh, the head coach and the players. It kind of does require the head coach and the general manager to be on the same page, though. It doesn't help yeah. when they're at loggerheads. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the issue here. They they don't see eye to eye. Um, and, yeah, I guess it goes to who you're going to keep. Um, 
But yeah, I'm sure we're going to get lots more. And I think there was a comment um, earlier saying that once the Tigers start winning, the media will move on. And that's true with everyone. Um, if you're winning at every, it quiets the noise. Um, spoilers for ahead, um, Tigers going to win this week, but I don't see them winning much else. Um, you wish, mate. It's going to happen. They, they're going to they're going to deal to those dragons. But um, we'll move on. Um, otherwise, we'll be talking about the Tigers and Dragons forever. Um, Payne Haas has reportedly rejected the Broncos' latest contract offer and will go to the open market in November. His management come out and said that they're going to wait till the 1st of November before they even discuss anything, um, which I think is the, the rules anyway. Um, I'm not sure. But um, his management did say he's got interest from all NRL clubs, rugby union, even the NFL. Um, but his management has also said that they're very confident he's going to remain a Bronco, which feels like a, a poor choice of words from a manager if you're trying to increase your offer. If the Broncos know he's going to stay, why would you yeah. offer more? Um, but, yeah, do you think Payne's going to leave? I think there, there's there's not a shortage of NRL teams that would offer big money to keep him or to get him. Uh, I'm willing to start fundraising if you are, mate. Sausage yeah. sizzles, raffle tickets. <laughs> I tell you, it would be great Pipe for dreams. the Warriors. Pipe the dreams. Warriors. Um, Payne Haas if, and Fenua Blake. Yeah, Goodness if the Warriors me. had the, the best prop in the NRL and Adam Fenua Blake and then the second best in Payne Haas. Yeah, the second best, yeah. Could, could also chase the third best, Tino. Tino as well. Matt, I think we would, uh, we would have the um, NRL auditors coming into to Mount Smart yeah. if yeah. you had all three of those. But, um, I, uh, yeah, I think... This is Brad's, this, this is how Brad would play general manager, right? 98% um, of my uh, of my salary cap goes on those, goes on my, goes on my three, goes on my four props. Um, Why do you need a stop at four props? 2% goes on all the other players. <laughs> You just get rid of everyone that's not a prop. They're the um, gang winners, aren't they, Brad? Adam Fenor Black goes into the halves. Um, you know, put Tino, Tino and Payne up front. Um, yeah. Sam Lasoni comes in at six. We'll bring him back from the UK <laughs> and just fill in the roster. Um, I don't know if they'll be the fittest out there, but it would be entertaining. Um but yeah, and then the last bit of news before we go into signings, the Panthers are rumoured to be interested in signing uh, Dane um, Lowry um, or Laurie from the Tigers to the Panthers. Um, be a big blow for the Tigers. They have a great reputation of letting talented players leave, but they're also not playing them at the moment. So yeah. you would understand why he would be interested in going somewhere. Um, I think it would be a great move for Dane. I think he's a hell of a player. Um, many times last year, he was the only player worth talking about in the Tigers camp. Mm. Um, you kind of got um, that simulation now with um, with Buller, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think Dane would be um, foolish not to take an offer from Penrith. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he's not getting game time at the Tigers, so he's wasted there. You think he would get game time at the Panthers? Who oh, I know yeah. Crichton's Jer leaving. Jerome Luai is on the way out, mate. Jerome Luai is going to be gone, and you have Cleary and Laurie in the halves. But you've got, I don't know, I don't know. You've got Edwards at fullback, so Dane Laurie's played fullback. He also plays six, but you've got Cleary and Luai. 
Um, you look everywhere else in the back line. Um, to'o, Tango, um, yeah, it's, it's, they've got stars everywhere. The thing is, would you rather play reserve grade for Penrith or reserve grade for the Tigers? You know, you've still got that. How many of these players that play reserve grade for Penrith get to call up? You know, Sean O'Sullivan basically set up his career by being a backup at Penrith. Um, mm. You know, if if he wasn't at Penrith before he came to the Warriors, would the Dolphins have even been interested in him? Admittedly, I know his dad's there picking the players, but um, it's a great spot. You look, people are talking about Jack Cocker now. Like, we want Jack Cocker. Yeah. He's a guy that plays reserve grade and gets a couple of games if a player gets injured or during the origin period. So I think in terms of, you know, rubbing amongst, you know, the, one of the best teams in the competition, learning from that develops you. If you're stuck in reserve grade and waiting for your time, they seem to pick players that do kind of have less ego in that regard. They've got a lot of mm. ego-driven players at the top, but... Um, the guys the next level down seem to understand their role so they seem to be willing to you know stick around do the reserve grade um earn, you know, learn their craft and then take their opportunity when it comes so you know if you had more if you had a couple other teams offering where you're like you could be a guaranteed first grader here at i'm trying to think of a team i like the Eels, the Eels were looking for an X-Factor player not that long ago to be their fullback type thing. Then you might go, oh, I'd rather go there than Penrith. But reserve grade for the best team in the NRL is, I think, a step up from where he is currently. Plus also, do you get, I mean, what, what do you have to qualify to get a winner's medal if your team wins it? So do you become a five-time winner having played 10 games in three in, in five seasons kind of thing. I mean, can you, I mean, um, that, that, that then gives you a bit of a bit of cachet in the kind of post, um, your kind of post playing career. You can put, you can put 10 time or five time, whatever it is, grand final winner, even if you've uh, only played like a couple of games. I, yeah, I don't know. Cause I know Sean O'Sullivan got one and he didn't play in the grand final. Hmm. So I, it might be it might be something as just anyone that plays in the roster in the whole season. I could be completely wrong. Um, to be honest, for forever, we haven't had a team that's been capable of even discussing that type of possibility. So I haven't looked at it closely. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I feel like his time's up at the Tigers, though, so he's got to get out. Mm. Um, but we'll go to signing use. Um, there's a couple, but the main one was Sean Johnson, Richie, um, signed yep. a one-year extension um, to remain a Warrior um, next year. There were mm. also some very good articles talking about he's um, effectively taken a pay cut from what he was getting this year. He's getting less next year, um, which I discussed with a friend of mine um, about it, saying what a turn um his i said like a turn that sean is taking a pay cut when the sean before he left the warriors originally was basically refusing and getting anything less than a million dollars to play and that was what started the whole him leaving the club so the fact that he's here taking pain cuts and um my friend said he's a he's an adult now yeah he wasn't he's an adult there you know he's got a wife he's got kids um he's yeah. got perspective um and uh there's a few of those 
players out there that do that that they know that if they get paid less Cleary is the same apparently Cleary is openly said he's willing to take massive pay cuts to keep um the Panthers players in the squad doesn't seem to be working but um it's that type of attitude you know you you could get you know 60% of your team salary cap and make a lot of money but you're going to have no one around you to actually make you a successful team so um the fact he's willing to take a pay cut um just gives him an extra tick in my book um mm. we kind of all knew he was it was if he wanted to stay he would he would be staying um and now that it's all official it's good we can breathe a sigh of relief for 2024 um but with how some of these other players are going you know it might not have been that bad uh i'd still much rather have them out there than not don't get me wrong but um i don't think the uh, finals preparation for 2024 would have taken the huge dive if he was gone very happy he's here though what about you uh yeah i don't I, i'm not so sure i agree with that last point i i think he's yeah i think would still be fine but i think he's definitely been a massive part of of our success this year um oh, yeah. but he but he is um he's a product of the environment that's being created uh, yeah. within the warriors at the moment um the environment we've got now has allowed him to play this way and bring the best out of him so i'm ecstatic that we've agreed to sign him for one more year um yeah. watch him go around again i agree completely i think he's matured a lot and um because he I even said to you, I think if he stays injury free, I think he's almost a shoe in for Dele M. He's he's certainly right up there, and he could command a lot more money going to a, a rubbish club like the Tigers. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's about more than that. He's he's wanting to create something special here, so yeah, love it. Um, yeah, you got to remember we also have the best Samoan halfback in the NRL and Luke Metcalf still here so um yeah i think yeah i don't think it would have been as good if sean was gone next year don't get me wrong but i think like luke metcalf and tamari martin would have been a more than capable half team to you know keep things afloat but yeah sean's integral when sean went down in that game of the weekend um my heart skipped a beat i was very concerned um and then thankfully when he came off to rest and you could see him he looked fine because you know where where I sit, Richie, it's right in front of the yeah, bench. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I get a good look, and he looked completely fine. Um, so, yeah, well done. Very happy. Um, we'll move on. Um, Campbell Graham's extended his time with the Rabbitohs um, until the end of 2027. Um, massive signing for them, Richie. Oh, yeah, he's one of the premier uh, centres, outside backs going around at the moment, and a massive part of... Rabbitohs backline, so they'll be very happy to tie him up. And yeah, we'll, I think we'll continue to see him uh, be one of the top gun outside backs. Um, you know, for the for the for the duration of that contract. Yeah, and then um, I know we're going a bit long as we do, and we've got a an Origin game to talk about. So I'll rattle off the next three. Um, Ali Katoa is um, signed till the end of 2027 with the Storm. Uh, yep. Taniella Paseka is signed till the end of 2026 with Manly. And then Jake Granville was added another year um, to be with the Cowboys next year. Um, and um, there was another one. Um, 
there's uh I can't remember his name right now. Um coming back to the Cowboys from the UK. I can't remember his name now. It's gone off me and I didn't put in the notes because I hadn't seen anything official. It was just oh, he saw that one. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next week because no doubt it'll be official by then. Uh yeah. Jack Clifford. Oh right. Yeah. Coming back. Apparently. Um, but there's been no official confirmation from Cowboys, but it sounds like it's a done deal. Um, so we'll go to injuries. Um, there was quite a few, but I've, I've picked the, the main ones, I think, um, that will affect teams um, kind of in the running. Um, but the Sharks, they've lost Wade Graham. He's apparently a toe injury, though some have said he just got dropped like so many others. Um, and then Teague Wilton from the Sharks is also out. Um, he's meeting with a, a surgeon to judge the severity of it, so we don't know how long he'll be gone. Um, but, yeah, some big losses for the Sharks. Um, but they're basically completely um, readdressed their team after what happened to them against the Warriors anyway, Richie. Yeah, and rightly so. Yeah, and then uh, the team the Warriors are facing this week, the Raiders. Uh, Danny Levi's fractured his jaw for the second time this year, so he's out for the rest of the season. And Xavier Savage is out for six to eight weeks after picking up a hamstring injury in New South Wales Cup. Um, so some big outs there. They haven't really been playing anyway um, for yeah. the top side, but yeah. I'm sure they would have been very happy to try to get Savage back into the squad um, since he was meant to be their, their next big thing. Um, but it hasn't really worked out so far for them. And then uh, Bulldogs, they've lost Toby Sexton. He got a head knock, um, is out for this week with the 11-day stand down. Um, Braden Burns um, is out at least this week. And then Josh Adokar is going to be out um, for, they said, anywhere between one week and three weeks um, with a hamstring that he got in origin. Mm. Um, but, yeah, what's your take on all those? That's a, a lot for the, the Bulldogs. Yeah, it is. My, the main one for me, Toby Sexton. Um, yeah, it was unfortunate to lose him. I, I thought, you know, I, th I think they look a better team having him there. And I, I talked about it last week, but yeah, um, once he went off and they had to sort of rejig and bring Flanagan on, they, they lost their way a little bit. So that's a shame. That's a shame to lose um Yeah, definitely. And our on-the-ground reporter, Jacko, um, has uh, mentioned that the Tigers have uh, signed the Fainu brothers. Um, it's actually... Um, not that long ago that the Tigers officially announced it, but they're both, I'm looking on it now, um, they're both signed to four-year deals. Um, very good. Um, Latu is the younger one. He hasn't played our, uh, NRL yet, but um, the older one, uh, Sam, has played five games for Manly this year. Mm. Um, they both played for New South Wales in the under-19s uh, under um, game that happened last week. The, um, very good signing for the Tigers. Um, hopefully, they don't ruin them. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see. They um, they so, will. <laughs> so we'll we'll go to Naughty Boy Corner. Um, it was a bit of an interesting one. We had two um, two big ones. Uh, Campbell uh, Regan Campbell Gillard from the Eels four weeks for Grade Three Dangerous Contact, and then Big Tino got three weeks for Grade One Shoulder Charge which means for Warriors fans, he won't be playing against the Warriors. Yep. Um, 
Then the Eels got hit with another one. Mike Acevo had um, a three to four week ban uh, for a grade two careless high tackle. He disputed the charge to try to get it downgraded, um, but was unsuccessful. So he's got four weeks. And then Jared Wallace from the Dolphins had three to four weeks for a grade one shoulder charge. He decided to dispute it as well. He actually got away with it and is getting no no weeks now. Um, which was interesting. I didn't know how he'd be able to get out of a shoulder charge. Yeah, I, I, I disagree with that. I, I think he should have got something. Yeah, I, I thought when you argued with it, you might have got it downgraded, but to get it from three to four weeks to nothing at all, mm. um, unless it is something and they just hadn't dictated what it was yet. But when I checked before we jumped on tonight, there was still no update other than he got off it. So um, I'm pretty sure he's got priors as well. It was his third, which is why it was so big. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking on there now. He was successful in having his shoulder charge offense lifted after he was found not guilty. So, yeah, he gets nothing. Mm. And I, I saw Jacko said I was very negative. Um, I'm just not confident in the Tigers until they sort out the office. Um, once they sort out the office, I think they could be very better. Um. But yeah, what do you think about all those charges? I think they're all fair. Um, thought it was crazy that Wallace got off, as you just said. So, sorry, Paul, I think they'll be very better. I, oh, geez, very better. New lows in our English. Very here. better. People about this. We'll, 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 we'll send, be sending him to grammar lessons. Um, very better. The, uh, during the week. Very they're better. Both, they're both words, are they not? Um, I just thought that'd be nice to be put in. Um, and uh, Jacko said, yeah, the judiciary's a lottery. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is the fact that Wallace got off. I would argue why that if Nakore had gone and disputed his, he should have been able to get off. Mm. Um, but it is what it is. Um, very big loss for for the Eels when they're really in the hunt to try to keep um, keep their their hopes alive in the top eight. They're a massive risk of dropping out altogether and mm. losing Regan and Sivo. Sivo is probably not as bad. But losing Campbell Gillard is yeah. Campbell Gillard up the front is um, a massive loss for them. Well, he shouldn't have been a grub because exactly, yeah, yeah. it wasn't that wasn't the nicest thing he did. No, it was it was brilliant, really. Um, as a as a front row, I, I was like, oh, <laughs> you shouldn't have done that, but I like I it. See it, I could yeah. see myself doing it. It's just <laughs> you've got so many cameras on you that you can't do it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we'll move on. We'll move, <laughs> we'll move on to uh, the the games, the the, the game review. Uh, starting with Origin, Richie. Um, yeah, let's start with that one. You, the one week you could have picked your team and you didn't. Um, so before we talk about it, we I know we haven't been keeping tabs on our Origin scores, but we all picked Queensland last week. All got it wrong, so we all ended on two out of three. So very exciting in that tipping comp. Um, which is probably a good reason why we didn't do it. But, yeah, New South Wales defeating Queensland 24-10, Richie. Yeah, four tries to two. Brian Tuo, Josh Adokar, Bradman best on debut with two tries for Queensland, David Fafida, Hamaso, Tabuai, Fido. Yeah, um, so this was a must-win for New South Wales. I know it, there was nothing but pride on the line, um, but they delivered, I thought. They defended well and made the most of their opportunities. Um, the inclusion of some new blood, I think, helped, and hopefully Fittler learns from that for the next series. You know, I thought, yeah, Bradman Best looked good. Cody Walker, 
um, actually had a bit of life in them compared to what Luai have been giving them. Um, so, yeah, hopefully a little light bulb's gone off in that dim head of Fittler, and um, he knows that maybe he should pick players that will um, perform better. Kind of seems like a stupid thing to say. goes along with the very better. Um, you know, it seems very stupid that you would pick players that aren't good, but that's what Fittler's been doing, so... And uh, a treat in lace this week for Brad's um, coaching masterclass uh, there yeah. on uh, yeah, ch- pick, pick players. Good player. Pick good player. Pick good player. Player good. <laughs> no. um, that's how Fitler talks. I don't know if you know that, Paul. Um, but yeah, what was your take on New South Wales, your, your team that you abandoned this year? Well, far better, obviously, um, albeit too late. I thought they played with really good tempo, uh, which which gave Queensland some trouble. Uh, really nice contributions from debutants, um, Bradman Best, Kaloa Matangi. Thought they were both really good. And the recalled Cody Walker, he, he was really sharp too. That that left edge with Cody Walker, Bradman Best, Ado Carr was, was really doing some damage there. Um, yeah, uh, a lot better. So, like you say, hopefully, hopefully some light bulbs have gone off and... Um, and we see more of that next year. Yeah, and your thoughts on Queensland? Um, I thought they they were missing some spark from one Reese Walsh. Uh, Brimson wasn't terrible. It was just probably a step or two behind where Walsh is at the moment and, and the speed that Walsh plays with and, and you know, the opportunities he opens up around him, which... which really troubled New South Wales in game one, game two. Um, so, yeah, Queensland weren't, weren't terrible, but it is very hard to get a clean sweep in this series, uh, particularly in New South Wales uh, game three. So, yeah, luckily yeah. we avoided the embarrassment. Yeah, definitely. Um, I kind of got the same. Um, Queensland did win the majority of the stats, but they just made too many errors. I think they were pushing it too much because they didn't have a guy like Walsh who kind of created I still stand by my, I think a few weeks ago, I said with Walsh out, Hammer, move Hammer to fullback and bring Dan Gagai back. But yeah. I, I think that would have given them that X-Factor player out the back. Um, but it is what it is. Um, it wasn't a terrible performance, I don't think. Mm. I, I I didn't come away from that game going Queensland were horrible. Yeah. Um, they were just off. Like you said, um, if they had a little bit of that X-Factor, may have been in, but it's very hard to, to get the, the three in a row. So mm. um, Hammer was still very good at, at centre, to be fair. Yeah, he was. And as for people listening at home, Paul's brought up a, a too little too late gift for us. Um, yeah, it, it should have, would have, could have, basically, if Fittler had made the right calls in game two, maybe this would have been for all the marbles. Um, mm. But yeah, it is what it is. Who was your player that stood out? I'll put Cody Walker. Um, throughout the game, he made a couple of couple of funny passes that went to nobody. But for the most part, he he really opened up opportunities uh, for Best and Ado Car down that left edge. And he, I th- I thought what he added with his playmaking um, brought brought out a, a dangerous side in New South Wales. So um, I think while he's still while he's still playing, I'd I'd be tempted to keep him there yeah um yeah i should have put cody 
but I'm still hurt from what Cody did to the Warriors, so I didn't. I went with Bradman Best. I think there was a comment from Mikey earlier saying that Best is made for Origin. Yeah, we were kind of joking about uh, not Best being picked, but the fact that they the selectors couldn't really explain why they picked him over you know other players. But I, from what I saw out there, I'd be happy if you named him next origin as well i think he looked great out there um yeah definitely having an experienced guy like cody um they're helping him out on that edge and having a guy like at a car outside of him as well um would fill him with a lot of confidence um but yeah thought he was outstanding absolutely so um that was origin um well done on new south wales for winning the game that no one cared about um and congrats to queensland for winning the whole thing um, and Jacko asked, why do Kiwis care so much about Origin? Um, nice to watch Aussies bash each other, but that's about it. Yeah. We have a show to talk about all the games, so um, we have yeah. to talk about Origin. Um, and then I support Queensland because I have family that live there. Um, but I think we said about it last week, Jacko, if New South Wales win, I don't get emotional about it. It, it is what it is. It's another game. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't get the hype of Origin as much anymore, but uh, we, we've got to fill the runtime, you know. And, um, yeah, as Paul said, it, it used to be the top level of the league. They still say it is, and I don't think it is, but I know me and Richie disagreed about that last week. Um, so we won't fight about it anymore. Um, so we'll go on to round 20, Richie. Friday, we had the first game, the Knights defeating the Tigers 34-18. Yes, we did. It was seven tries to three for the Knights. Uh, Greg Marju, Bradman Best, Dom Young got two, Daniel Saifidi, Kalen Ponga, and Tyson Gamble to three tries for the Tigers. Jareen Buller with two, Epi Corosau with one. Should have been four tries for the Tigers. They, they were robbed one. Um, yeah. That first, that first one, but it is what it is. It was a strong outing, I thought, for the Knights, as expected against the Tigers, to be fair. Um, but they scored at a relatively um, frequent pace throughout the match. Um not sure if it was a big enough statement to submit them as top eight contenders, though, but time will tell. They've got a very hard run. Mm. Yeah, uh, I thought the I thought the Knights got out to a really dominant start, scoring three tries in the first quarter. Um, the Tigers came back to within a try just before halftime, mostly thanks to Ponga having an off night from the boot. Yeah. Um, but the Knights were good enough to pull back out again and, and seal a pretty dominant win in the finish. Yeah, and your thoughts on the poor old Tigers? Ultimately, too many patches in the match where they made untimely errors, poor defensive plays. Uh, yeah, they're still looking like a pretty strong wooden spoon candidate for me. Yeah, um, I had there. Yeah, I thought they battled hard, um, but they just made too many errors, like you said. Um, the highlight for them was Dream Baller, um, who continues to impress um, mm. every week. But I'm sure that that squad's just counting down the days till the season's over. Mm. And um, yeah, your I oh, mean, before I go into players, um, good old Jack with the slap. <laughs> I was hoping we'd talk about that. Surely yeah. that's not a sin, then. Uh, you, you're not allowed to punch, but I thought open hand slapping was okay in all. Yeah, games, surely. As we, saw, as we saw at the Oscars, but this time Will Smith got slapped here, um, which oh, Paul may not know. 
there's a player called Will Smith Paul and um, Jake Harrington slapped him to get it back for Chris Rock. So um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was funny. It's it's what you get with Jack though. Um, yeah, you, you you sign Jack for his aggression and you pay the price sometimes. Uh, um, but yeah, an open handed slap. <laughs> he got baited perfectly. He, he did. That is, uh, with those hotheads, you just got to get under their skin and they'll slap you like Hetherington or they'll cry at you like Horsburgh. Yeah. Um, so you got to you got to know what you're dealing with there. But it was very funny, but you're a player to stand out. Uh, Ponga, poor day off the kicking tee, but other than that, it was really good. Yeah, I Ponga as well, yeah. Missing, missing a couple... Um, Missing a couple of conversions wasn't great, but I think everywhere else, he, he looks comfortable again because he's playing yeah. in a position he should always be playing in. Yes, um, exactly. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed for Knights fans that the, the Harves experiment is well and truly over. Yeah. Um, but next game on Saturday, we had the Broncos defend the Bulldogs 44-24. Yeah, a lot of try scores here. Good, good advertisement for afternoon footy. Uh, yeah. Eight tries for the Broncos. Adam Reynolds, Kurt Capewell, Billy Walters, Dean Mariner, Xavier Willison, Ezra Mam, Brendan Piacora, Herbie Farnworth. Four tries for the Dogs, Jake Preston, Jake Averillo with two, and Corey Woodell. Yeah, so I thought it was a, a decent display from one of the competition leaders. Um, they look, Brisbane looked strong in attack. The forwards dominated, even without Payne Haas, um, and the backs were combining well. Um they have a tough final few rounds, um, but I think they're still in the hunt for a minor premiership if they keep winning. Um, sounds silly when you say it like that. Paul's not at his desk, so he won't make fun of me for that. But, um, yeah, I, they do have some tough matches coming up, though, which, you know, could derail them if they don't um, have the head right. But they've got Walsh coming back. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they did what they should have done to, to the Bulldogs. But what's your take on Brisbane? Yeah, I thought they looked really slick. Um, it was a good attacking performance from them. Uh, scored plenty of tries throughout the match. With with Reese Walsh still to come back, and and obviously as you said, Payne Haas wasn't there this game. Um, they looked well placed um, for the last few weeks of the regular season remaining. So, like you say, a few tough matches there, but. Um, I think they've proved themselves this year. I don't think we're going to see what happened to them last year repeat itself. Yeah. It was around this time last year, wasn't it, where they went yeah. from being in the finals to make, missing it completely. So Paddy Carrigan got got a few weeks suspension for a hip drop, I think. That was the start of the hip drop saga. Yeah. And from that point on, they lost nearly all their games. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't see that happening to them this year. But your thoughts on the Bulldogs? I thought they were very competitive in the first half. They they definitely were hurt by losing Toby Sexton, uh, hurt their flow. Ultimately, they couldn't keep up their effort for the full 80 minutes, which which you need to do against the Broncos, especially in dry afternoon footy. They they weren't going to stop coming. Yeah, I thought Selwyn Cobo was done a bit hard done by by his simbining um, because yeah. what he did was offend and the thing that hurt Sexton was an accidental knee um, on the way down, um, which is why Cobo hasn't got in any trouble um, mm. after after Simbin. But I thought the Bulldogs started well. Um, they just didn't have that star power. And, yeah, that lack of direction once Sexton went off. Um, 
it's been a tough year for the Bulldogs, um, but I think they've learned a lot from this year and will be better for it in 2024. Maybe. Uh, they got some more talent coming in, but I feel like the Bulldogs might be a bit like the Roosters where they're getting all these guys, but they're not really building a team. They're just building a team of names. Um, but time will tell. I, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be a lot better for it next year. Um, I'm more confident now with Sexton there at least. But, yeah. Um, yeah, interesting times. Um, but your player, I think we've got the same one this week. Yeah, again, Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah, at his best. He, yeah. he, it was a week for old halfbacks, that's for sure. It was. It was. He, no, he was He was in fine form and six from eight off the boot as well. So had yeah. his hands in everything. Yeah, thought it was a great outing for him. Um, yeah, he was just everywhere and doing what they need him to do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that team, there's, you know, no Haas, no Walsh. I think the only time you're a bit worried about the Broncos is if there's no Reynolds um, yeah. right now. I think they can kind of miss other players here and there, but as long as they got him, I think they'll be fine. Um, which takes us into the next game. Uh, those unstoppable Cowboys defeating the Seagulls 19 to 8. Yep. Um, three tries to two. Ruben Cotter, Jeremiah Nanai, Scotty Drinkwater. So some pretty uh, regular con- contributors there. Two tries for Manley, Dean Madison, and Brad Parker. Yeah, um, I expected the Cowboys to win by more here, if I'm honest. Um, they dominated the match with some big efforts um, from their backs and a handful of forwards, but just lack some polish. For me, um, a massive turnaround from this club, though, um, and if that polish does come through, which I expect it will, they're a true dark horse for a run to the finals. Um, mm. Very happy the Warriors have played them twice already and not have to play them again um, until potentially finals time. Um, but what's your take on the Cowboys? Yeah, it makes you wonder what the hell happened to them earlier in the year, eh? Um, but, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not like they've... They were missing a couple of players, uh, big players, admittedly, drink water for a while there. But, yeah, as of now, their winning form continues. Um, their march towards the finals continues. It's a good one away from home without being at their very best. But I imagine if they end up making the eight from here, not many teams will be too keen to come up against them. No. Um, no, yeah. The, the team that had 66 points put on them by the Tigers – isn't around anymore it's completely different i don't know what they changed in the water there but they've gone back to the cowboys we saw last year mm. um it just they flicked a switch um but yeah your take on poor old manly uh so yeah another loss i, I think they're gonna need well it's pretty obvious they're gonna need to find another gear or two or three to be in with any chance of making a late charge I get the feeling it's it's going to be out of their reach this year. Yeah, um, I think they did their best without Tommy Turbo, um, but without him, they've got a lack of spark, and DCE can't do it alone, which I think I've said on this show before. Um, nothing to be embarrassed about in this match, I think. They're just fighting an uphill battle to turn things around, and they've yeah. got a, a Cowboys team that I don't see many teams being able to beat right now. So mm. um, tough luck for them. But uh, your player... Uh, Scotty Drinkwater, he's he's in a bit of a purple patch right now, so um, easy to pick him while he's hot. Yeah, 
I went with uh, Luciano Lelua. He's my reason why the Cowboys have got better. They seem to have turned it around once he got back. Um, but, you know, you didn't see him. You don't see him on the score sheet, but he was doing a lot of work in the middle. Um, he was very busy. He's been – he's had the reputation in the past to kind of be like a Dave Defeater, a very lazy player until he's got the ball in hand type thing. But he's doing yeah. a lot of the little things um, that the Cowboys need him to do. So I think he's a big – a big reason for why they've turned things around. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a great effort from him and just thought it'd be nice to pick someone that we wouldn't traditionally see on here because he's not scoring all the tries. But yeah, it's nice. Um, Storm Roosters next game up 30 to 16 win by the Storm. Yep, five tries to three. Melbourne Storm try scorers to save your coats with three. Jerome Hughes and Harry Grant uh, for the Roosters. Daniel Tupo with two. And uh, Suya Wong, Josh Wong, He's um, he got on the try scoring list there. Yeah, this one, it was an interesting performance from the Storm. I thought it was good, but there was a lot of question marks around some of their, um, their performance. They played almost error-free football, but they did spend a lot of time camped on their own goal line, and their defense was getting worked. Um but they sustain the pressure, which I guess is um, what you need. That's why we didn't see them score a lot in the first half. Um, but the pressure they built in that first half, I think, delivered the points we saw in the second. Um, they, um, they're kind of going under the radar with the media, which I know is silly to say about the Storm because it's the Storm. But I think they've got a decent shot of taking top honours this year um, without everybody talking about them every week. But your take on the Storm. Um, yeah, no, I don't think I don't think they're going to go all the way, Brad. Um, I said they've got a shot. I don't say I think they're going to do it. <laughs> they might. They've got a one and eight shot. It is the storm, after all. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I thought it was a solid win. Um, like you said, they they did a good job of building building pressure in that first half. Switch gears in the second and and. Once they did it, it showed a golfing class um, that you wouldn't normally see between these two sides, but that's probably down to down to where the roosts are sitting at the moment. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Yeah, and your take on the Roosters? Uh, it's almost time to draw a line through my premiership uh, tip. Um, weird decision to have Tedesco not playing when they need wins to stay in the race. Um, I thought, I mean, some teams do rest rest their origin players, but I don't think the Roosters are in any in any sort of position to be doing that. Um, yeah, this is one of the most enjoyable... Um, 
bad predictions that you've I, I think I've, I've ever made. So, yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, a quick flurry at the end of this match flattered the Roosters, really. You know, they got those two tries in the final three minutes, um, which, you know, made that score a little bit nicer for them. Um, clearly, the team's not on the same page. Um, they're clunky. They had 14 errors and no one stepping up to direct the team when Tedesco wasn't there. Um, I don't mind the decision to rest him. I'm assuming this was planned before the season. Um, maybe you would have changed it. The thing I didn't like about it, and that might be just me being a an old head, but Tedesco, was re- he got the rest, but he didn't even go to the game. He went on a holiday. Yeah. Instead, which I feel when your team's you know on the ropes as they are, you're the captain. You might be getting a rest, but you should have at least been there. I don't know any other teams with big leaders that have done that. Um, all the you know Panthers guys, the Broncos guys, they still went to the games to support the team. Um, that kind of adds to my thing where I think that you know the team's not really a team. At the moment, they're all just individuals doing their own thing. Um, but yeah, they have to be the biggest disappointment this year, and they need to go back to the drawing board. I, you know, I know they've got some good players coming in. Jacko said that they're, um, you know, they're going to let Soali go and sign Buller. I really hope that doesn't happen. Um, but they've got Dom Young. They've got Dom Young coming. Um, Tupo's still going to be there. So I feel like those are going to be their wingers. Um, I don't know who – I guess Manu's going to be their fullback when they finally retire Teddy. Um, they'll probably retire at the same age. I feel like Teddy's going to just stay there as long as they'll let him. But, yeah, I don't know. It's I, it's very confusing what's gone wrong there, but I couldn't be happier. Um, yeah, yeah. I do like to see the Roosters struggling because, you know – they just always seem to get everything go their way. Um, but, yeah, who was your player? I think we picked the same one in this one too. Yeah. Savior Coates, hat-trick, yeah. looked look deadly, had to go. His, his intercept try I thought was funny because he got the ball in such an awkward way that he should never have been able to keep going. He was he got it like at a stop-start, had to pull it down. Oh, yeah, he's quick though. He's yeah. quick. No one could catch him. It was crazy. Um, but, yeah, he's kind of been quiet this year, so it's good to see him kind of come out with a bit more confidence and get some points. So yeah. um, well done for him. Next game, first game on Sunday and the best game of the week. Uh, Warriors defeating the Sharks 44-12. Yep. Um, eight tries to two. Dallin Watini-Zelezniak with two. Rocco Berry, Adam Fenua-Blake, Luke Metcalf, Chance. Josh Curran and Adam Pompey. Just the two tries for the Sharks. Nico Hines, Britton Nakora. Um, wow. Wow, 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 wow. What a game. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah. It was hard to condense this all into a short form because I know Paul watches how many words we say for each team. You know, and he, he deducts from our, our paycheck. Um, but it was a bit of a slow start. Um, for the Warriors, um, but they were composed. They didn't let, you know, the fact the Sharks um, scored early, they didn't let that rattle them. And once they opened up the Sharks' middle, um, the game was over and the Warriors were almost scoring at will. Um, SJ was directing play well. The Fords dominated and strong games from Luke Metcalf and Rocco Berry. 
really made me confident in a top four finish um potentially being on the cards mm. yeah i i like you definitely there was a tough start uh big arm wrestle in the first 20 after that the warriors went on a rampage and i thought we executed at a very high level scoring in a variety of ways on the flanks through the middle off the back 40 20s um and our defense was really strong as well mm. so yeah i was over the moon i thought i thought it was a really complete performance yeah um yeah before we go on to the sharks sharks are known as one of the best attacking sides in the comp so the warriors holding them to two tries um is fantastic but your thoughts on the sharks but yeah, the curse continues for them. Um, they just have, they don't have the ability to beat top eight teams. Defensively, they weren't up to scratch and they appeared to be rattled once we put the foot down. Um, I, I, yeah, I think they'll face a tough battle to stay in the top eight from here. They, they still have a few top eight sides to play in their run home. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think we talked about it last week, and I foolishly said the Rabbitohs are going to drop out. I think the Sharks are favourites to make, not make the eight. Um, so, yeah, very disappointing there. Um, for me, yeah, they're just living up to their flat track bully status. Um, they're the Mitchell Moses of NRL teams. Um, and they'll just play outplayed um, all over the park. Hines, he's a great talent, but he can't play behind a, a forward pack going backwards. Um, which is what we saw here. And, yeah, as, as we already just said, big chance of missing the finals. Um, mm. There was two players I wanted to pick, and I knew if I picked one, I had money on you picking the other, which is exactly what's happened here. Um, Same here. So <laughs> who, who was your player? Um, yeah. There was there is a comment that goes with it. Um, so right. I'll bring it up. I'll spoil it. But, yeah, um, uh, your player. Yeah, the exact same thing for me, mate. If, if you didn't pick the other one, I was going to pick him. So I, I've gone with Rocco Berry. Um, yeah, I thought he did really well, obviously. Um, looked really dangerous. The try he scored, he ran a beautiful line. And I, I yeah, he just looked like, like um, Jacko said, the coming of age performance. He looked fast on the outside when he set up chance for a try. Uh, defensively, I thought he he made most of his assignments. So, yeah, he he looked he looked really good. I was I was really happy for him. Yeah, and I see um, Ruse here, and it's actually probably the right time to come in because we're talking about Rocco Berry during the game at the start. Rue and myself were both rubbishing this little center, saying how rubbish he was. He just looked lost, and then like after that beginning period, I just shut my mouth. He was. Fantastic. Um, it was a breakout performance from him. My question is about it later, so I won't go mm. too much into it. Um, but, um, yeah, fantastic for him. But I went with SJ. Um, yeah. The only negative I have on SJ, as you know from the chat during the game, was he cost me my bet because um, I had a bet on Sean scoring 12 or more points. He would have got it if he didn't go off hurt because Luke Metcalf got the final conversion. Um, but... Besides that, he was fantastic. Um, yeah. You know, a massive week for the guy. You know, he signed that deal, welcomed his um, his baby girl um, into the world, had 
you know, all that pressure on him about it being a marquee game, bringing his, his little girl out on the field beforehand. There was a lot of emotions there that could have derailed him, but no. Nah. He just went about his business, got a 40-20, just was everything that we want him to be. Um, and yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a very funny comment, guys. My hair was beautiful, but it's gone. Um, but yeah, fantastic performance. I... There was a lot of talk about this game, oh, about the Eels game going, you know, it was the Eels without all their stars. See the Warriors do this type of score um, against the Sharks team. Um, I think it silenced some of the doubters. So it was very good. But we'll move on to the next game. Panthers defeating Dolphins 24-14. Yep, five tries to three. Moses Leota, Isaac Tungle with two. Tom Jenkins with two. Three tries for the Ferns. Cody Nakarima, Connolly Lemuelu, and the hammer. Yeah, um, wasn't the best outing for the Panthers, but um, with a lot of their big names out, they still look dangerous. Um, they did make too many errors for my liking, and I'm sure Ivan wasn't that happy about it. But when the ball stuck, they were um, such a deadly side. Um, and right now you have to say uh, a sheer, uh, must be an absolute certainty to get minor premiership. Yeah, Again, they manage to win without all their rep players. The fact they don't seem to miss too much, even when resting their players, uh, it's a scary thought. And I think they're definitely firming as as a favourite for a, a third straight title, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, your take on the Dolphins? Uh, definitely courageous and gritty from them. They're finding wins hard to come by now at, at this point of the season, but they're still competing hard against against the top sides, which is definitely encouraging for them going forward. Yeah, I put here honest attempt from the Dolphins, um, but they just don't have the cattle to compete against the top-tier side right now. Um, just lacked a bit of attacking class. Um, have performed better than many expected, but I think the fairy tale's over. Yeah. Uh, yep. Player to stand out, I think we picked the same one, didn't yep. we? Tungle. It was hard to hard to turn a blind eye to him. He was beast mode. Uh, yeah. The try, the long range try he scored was something special. Um, yeah, how the talent and probably the next guy that uh, Bulldogs will try to take. Um, but or Roosters, yeah. <laughs> or Roosters. But yeah, thought it was a great night for him. Um, yeah, well deserved. So it takes us to the last game. Um, very nervous about this game, watching it with my multi on the line. Um, but the Eels defeating the Titans 25-24. Yep, four tries apiece. Regan Campbell-Gillard, Will Penasini, Bryce Cartwright, Clint Gutherson. And for the Titans, Khan Pereira with two, Philip Sami and Tanner Boyd with the try scores. Yeah, um, Eels dodge a bullet. Um, they look certain to be heading to another disappointing defeat, but to their credit, they showed some grit and managed to score a dubious try, to say the least, um, before sealing the deal with um, Moses' match-winning field goal. Not convincing at all, um, but we need to see more from them this week if we are to take them seriously as title contenders. I see we had a comment say that they thought me and Brad from this Warriors life were the same person. No, we are different people. Um, you can tell by our voices. Which um, which try which try did you think was the dubious one? Uh, Gutherson's one at the end. Yeah, that, that looked pretty clear cut to me. Oh, mate. Yeah. If that was the Warriors, would they have given it? 
No, but that's different. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, I was fine with it being given. Again, I had money on it, so I was biased, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, Yeah, the Eels will be happy to pick up the win. Um, I feel like poor discipline with the two sin bins helped keep the Titans in the match. Um, But the Eels had enough big plays in them to to steal the win. Big plays like that. Definite try from Gutherson. Uh, Yeah, but a bit of controversy at, at the end, obviously. Yeah, and your thoughts on the Titans? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they'd be feeling pretty bad about this loss, especially given they probably should, well, the NRL pretty much confirmed they should have been handled a penalty at the end, which is exactly what happened to them last week, the other way around. Um, mm. Yeah, rugby league can be a pretty cruel beast, as we've already yeah. discussed. Yeah, um, I thought they battled hard, but they ran out of puff in the final 20, which we expect from the Titans. Um, they were defending well but couldn't handle the pressure. Um, a much better side than the Titans we saw at the start of the year, um, but I think they've left their run too late and missed the top eight. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Your, your player, player? King Gutho, I, yeah, I just love – he's such a competitor. He competes for everything, and that try was just – at the end was just like typical – Clint Gutherson, you know, like just a loose ball effort to get there and then scramble for the corner. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've talked a lot about it. I don't know on the show, but in person, um, Gutho, he's not the most talented player out there, but he gives 100%. And mm. He just looks like a, a real grifter. Um, but yeah, well done. I didn't pick him though. I went with Bryce Cartwright. Yeah, he was um, amazing too. He's, you know, he's kind of the laughing stock of the NRL. You kind of always joke about Bryce Cartwright. You know, everyone always seems to want to sign him to the team, but he never really seems to do anything consistently. But I think this year for the Eels, he's been fantastic. He's been far better this year. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I wanted to just give him a little bit of a nod. So that was the round. Um, so we've got ladder or tips, whichever one Paul wants to pick first. Um, it's the latter. I picked top eight last week, so you go for it this week. Uh, Panthers in number one, Broncos number two, Melbourne move up to three, Canberra move up to four, but they're about to be overtaken by the Warriors, who are sitting fifth currently. Um, the Sharks drop to sixth, Para stay in seventh, and the Souths, Sydney Rabbitohs, still in eighth place. Yeah, and then uh, the the rest, we've got Cowboys sitting at the top at ninth. Uh, Newcastle, we've gone up to 10th. Manly have come down to 11th. Gold Coast went down to 12th. Dolphins down to 13th. Roosters down to 14th. Um, and then the bottom three stay the same with uh, Cowboys, uh, Bulldogs, sorry, at 15. Dragons, 16. Tigers, 17. Um, there was a comment from Jacko saying, given the, the draw, it's possible both Sharks and Eels will fall out of the eight. I think, to be honest, I think only one. If I if it was me, I'd draw a line under the Cowboys. And um, I think the Cowboys will go up with the Sharks dropping out. But the Eels have a tough draw. Um, if Newcastle or Manly manage to string a couple of wins together, they could be the ones that benefit from it. Um, but at the moment for me, I just see the Cowboys as the only team that can shoot up. But... Mm. Yeah, Paul's yeah, I mean, Paul showing us now. On the on the official NRL 
uh, website there, Ladder. They've got some odds over from Australia um, around who can win the kind of premiership. Or I guess it, I guess it's winning it anyway. And you've got the Cowboys at like $15 and then the Knights at 10 at $201. So everyone below the Cowboys are basically over $100. Um, yeah. So it really shows that there is a, yeah, that the, the bookies think the line is under is under nine and that everyone else is yeah. outside, outside of that. But yeah, yeah should, both Sharks and Eels have a real tough run home. Um, so they're both at massive risk of going out. So you never know. It's It's still so tight that, you know, say the Sharks go on a losing run and Manly or Newcastle go on like two or three wins in a row, you know, in three weeks' time, the ladder could look completely different. Um, it's really hard to tell. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I I think the Warriors are going to be fourth or up, um, putting my money on the line, pending how they go this week. Um, if You know, if they beat the Raiders... It's four up for me. Um, if they lose to the Raiders, they could be one of those teams battling in the bottom eight. Uh, Dean and Kemp, friend of the show, um, from Bloke in a Bar, he was talking about it, saying like how it works. He said if the Warriors get to fourth, Penrith stay at first. They play Penrith in the first round. If they lose to Penrith, they come home and have a home final. Yeah. And then the only time they'd have to face Penrith again is in the grand final which would be a hell of a way to get over, you know, the hump. But we're not, we'll get in a couple of weeks, we'll get to finally talk about the Warriors and playoffs, Richie. We've never done that on the show before. I've got a question for you boys out of the top nine, mm-hmm. who, which team, which team has got the longest odds um, with the Aussie bookies to, uh, to win the whole thing? For me, it would be the Raiders. Raiders, yeah. Simon, um, I think the Raiders, they still can't play in the second half. You really can't be a team in the finals that can't play 80 minutes. Um, But on that same token, the Sharks as well. The Sharks can't beat anyone in the top eight. So if they're in the finals with everyone in the top (laughs) eight, they're not going to win. So probably the Sharks. I'll give the Raiders more credit. Um, I think the Sharks, if you go in the finals, Sharks are... I'm done. I'm sticking with the Raiders. Yeah. Well, so boys, your, your initial instinct was right. Yeah, the Raiders are thirty-four dollars. The Sharks are um, are the next. Uh, sorry, the Sharks are at eighteen, and the Eels at nineteen. Those are the work. Those are the longest three odds. So, um, yeah, it's um, yeah, a bit surprised that the team that's in fourth there has got the longest odds out of the top eight, which is interesting. It's inflated. They've had all their buys. You know, they've got negative what negative fifty-five points differential. Um, True. They're the only team. You're right. They're the, the only top ten team, or the only team in the top ten that's got a negative points differential. Yeah, and that's the problem. There, when they've been winning, um, they win close, and when some they've had some spankings. And yeah, so obviously, fair enough. Hopefully, Ricky is working and making them a full time team. Yeah, I think if they got enough talent, that if they could play for eighty minutes, they could be a, a troubling side. But it's kind of they feel like the Warriors of old, Richie, where you know. Yeah. You, you just have to be in the battle for the first hour and then you'll run over them in the last 20, which has happened to the Warriors so many times um, in the past. So, yeah, hopefully they don't learn how to be an 80-minute team this week. Um, give it a week. But um, So we go on to tips, Paul. Brad's been itching to pull this one up. Oh, look at that star, guys. <laughs> look at that star. <laughs> so... We haven't done it this year, so for people from... I'm, I'm sure it's bigger than it used to be. 
It is. Yeah. I couldn't find the star <laughs> I used to use, and I got a bigger star. Um, so I used to give a gold star to the person that got a perfect round. Richie got a handful of those last year. Um, but this is actually the first one this year, guys. Mm. Um, the three of us, no one had ever got seven out of seven. So it's been a tough year. Yay me. Oh, so we're um, even five out of five. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Simon is still ahead of everyone. He got five out of seven this week and is leading 94 out of 148. I, as we see by the star, got seven out of seven, which has brought me one point behind Simon on 93 out of 148. And Richie, despite making some horrible choices last week, still got five Lang out of seven. Languishing though. And is well behind the pace now at 87 out of 148. There was a time where you and me were together and we were miles behind Simon. Um, yeah. So I'm just thankful Simon's um, gutsy calls have kind of not worked for him. Um, it was which one? It was the Dolphins game that he picked the yeah. Dolphins over the Panthers and it was like, oh, no, I think this is going to happen. But thankfully not. But um, Simon's already sent us his picks and we are disagreeing on a couple. So I might either get ahead of him or fall behind again. So we'll we'll get to see that next week. Um, but questions. Do we have some questions from anyone, Paul? Um, yeah. So um, Bjorn asks, apart from Mount Smart Stadium, which is your fav other favourite ground to watch the Warriors play in New Zealand? Not Eden Park. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me... I would actually, it's kind of cheating um, because they haven't played a proper NRL game there, but Rotorua, they used to play um, one trial a year there, and I used to love going there. The game I went to in Taupo was actually quite good too. Um, that wasn't a bad stadium, um, if you can call it that. It kind of feels like it was just a, a club's league field with like a little tin hut that was the stand. Um but, yeah, those are two I know Richie will probably say Wellington. But um, Wellington, I feel too far away, which I really don't like, as Paul knows now by where I sit. Um, I like to be close. So, yeah, I'd go Rotorua for me. Oh, the Cape's in a bit, a bit like Eden Park. It's one of these grounds that's supposed to be a one-day cricket ground and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a rugby ground. It doesn't work. It's not a rectangular stadium. If you're going to be but playing in rectangular stadiums, for my mind. The positive I've probably Cape's in. But for me, that, that, that would rule out the Cape Town straight away. Positive positive for Wellington, though, is you can actually get to the stadium, unlike that abysmal place we call Eden Park. Well, yeah. I know it's Park, Eden Park. Um, I guess the, the, the other place you've seen them, obviously, you guys both seen them at Napier. Um, and, also, and they'll also... And, Too many um, pitch invaders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just a savage seen... crowd there. <laughs> Fear for my life. And I'm you're, not fast, you're, hoping, you're hoping to get to, the, uh, to Hamilton as well, but we'll see about that later. Yeah, and um, yeah, Jacko commented about Ta Taupo saying that is a paddock. It is. It literally is a paddock, but the Warriors won. It was the Fishers' debut. Um, it was a good time for me. Um, but yeah, it is literally just a paddock. Um, but yeah, any other questions we had? Hang on, we've not heard from Richie yet. Richie, where do you like to watch him? Obviously, the Cacton. I didn't okay. say it, but it goes without saying. It's, yeah, it is far away. I agree completely, but you know what it's not far away from? Pubs. You're and um, yeah, and your house, and your yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, say the bloke, bloke in a bar talking is up as top four easy, and it's are you guys? What are your thoughts on top four? I think it, it's as long as they beat the Raiders. I I think they. I would be concerned if the Warriors dropped any other games. 
after the Raiders because they're all playing um, bottom eight teams. I know the Warriors in the past haven't had the best track record, but the way this team is, they should theoretically, you know, they get the Tigers, they get the Dragons, um, mm. they get Manly who aren't really doing that well right now, but they get Manly here. I'll, 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 I'll tell you through the games. So obviously you've got the you've got the um, the Raiders at home this weekend, then, you've got, then you're away to the Titans, away to the Tigers, at home to the Sea Eagles, at home to the Dragons, um, and away to the Dolphins. Now, away to the Tigers is in Hamilton, as, you, as you've said before. Hamilton, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so yeah. So I say, away to the Titans, away to the Dolphins, in Hamilton for the yeah. for the Tigers, and at home to the Eagles and Dragons. Yeah. Mm. So they should theoretically win all those games. The Raiders, I feel, is the toughest game left. It yeah. depends if it's raining or not. It's raining this Friday. If it's raining a few more of those other games, I might be a bit more concerned as well. But. Um, I think, yeah, anything less than top four right now, I think I'd feel disappointed, which I would have laughed at me at the start of the year if I said I'd be complaining that the Warriors were in the eight, but they weren't in the four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think with the run they've got, top four should should be the target. Yeah, it's set up for us, isn't it? Um, yeah. You, you, you're right. I, at the start of the season, I would have taken any spot in the eight, but... Now that we're in the position we're in now, it's set up for us. We, It's in our hands. All we need to do is beat these teams we should beat, and, and we're there. Oh, and then we're, yeah. we've yeah. jinxed it now. <laughs> beat the teams we should beat. I mean, Richie, dearie me. I'll I tell you what. I'll Find tell you up. what. I will be nervous on Friday if the forecasted rain, rain comes because the Raiders do like a grind of a game. And I, they do. I feel I feel like it would really suit them. It would if it's raining, yeah. Um, which, yeah, the weather indicates it is going to be. So that one's going to be tough, but I think the rest of them should, as long as the Warriors have the head on straight, should be easy wins. I think we were comfortable, not easy. Easy's, uh, easy yeah. helps you get, get, get complacent. Anyway, yeah. um, that's the questions from the live chat, guys. All right. So um, we'll go with your one first, Richie, because... Yep. You're getting sucked into idle gossip on Facebook, I assume. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, I don't actually believe these rumours, but I've read rumours online that the Tigers may be interested in chasing Luke Metcalf. Do you think there is a possibility of another homesick release request uh, on the horizon? Um, and would you want the club to do everything in their power to retain him? Mate, he's not going nowhere. Oh, I Home, hope not. I, I don't think home, so too, but... Homesick, um, homesickness only seems to happen in rubbish teams that aren't going well. You know, you when you're winning, you're on top of the world. Um, you don't feel worried. He, if, if the Warriors were languishing at the bottom of the ladder and he was stuck behind Tamari Martin at the moment, I would give more credence to it. Um, he is... Only signed for next year. So from November, other teams can start talking to him. I expect they're gonna there's gonna be a discussion with him about extending. Um, I you know, they've already invested heaps of money taking him to America to fix his hamstring. So mm. they're invested in him. He's showing he's had interviews this week where he said he wants to be the number seven that takes over from Sean Johnson, which kind of makes it look like he's looking beyond Sean's time next year. Um, so, yeah. And if it was another team, 
I would give more credence. But no one's going to leave a team like the Warriors that are going pushing for a top four and look like they're starting something special for years to come to go to the Tigers where the coach and the recruitment manager are fighting and won't even talk to each other. Hey, money talks, man. He might be looking to take over Luke Brooks. <laughs> um, and yeah, Mikey said maybe the girlfriend's sick. There's some beautiful women in New Zealand. Get rid of that and get a Kiwi girl, Lukey. Um, you know. Brad's girlfriend said. Brad's girlfriend seems to look at the players. I can tell you what, she might be watching, but she was liking the look of Luke Metcalf in the weekend. I can tell you that. You can um, take one for the team, Brad. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but, yeah, I there's always a chance. Um, you know, James Maloney had a, a girlfriend or wife that was homesick and he left us when we were just building something. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like Luke... Luke then might have been a bit of homesickness when he was injured and wasn't like out playing. He was just rehabbing. Um, that's where I feel that would have come in. But I think he he's making every every post a winner at the moment. So I feel like he's mm. more than happy to be here. Um, so come end of next year, are you giving him a nice upgrade to, to retain him? Yeah. Because he'll be on some pretty – he won't he's be on right. big money. Yeah, I, nothing crazy. Like if if you had to to keep him here, you had to give him like a million dollars, give him like a Luke Brooks contract, then I'd be sending him on his way. Yeah, but um, yeah, he'd be getting an upgrade because he, he, yeah. by that point he'll be a regular starter in the halves. And I know there were stats we've apparently got like the um, most affordable spine in the NRL. Uh, hey, Mikey, so, don't. Don't stay stuff like that, Mikey. You're going to make Brad weak in the knees. Yeah, Mikey said Millie Boyle to the Warriors um, NRLW team when they're ready. 100%. I've already been sending her DMs telling her to come over. Um, she's welcome here. Um, she and, can stay with me if she can't uh, get accommodation. We'll be issuing their restraining order in, uh, in uh, <laughs> yeah, next definite restraining order. <laughs> she hasn't blocked me yet, and uh, I can take Adam Elliott if I have to. Um, but, yeah. We're deviating. Um, my question for you, Richie. Rocco Berry, uh, we already talked about him a bit, but he had a decent night out against the Sharks. Do you think this is a sign that he's turned the corner or do you think it was just potentially a one-off? Definitely not a one-off. Um, I don't even know about turning a corner. I, I'm not as harsh on Rocco as some other people like you, Brad. Um <laughs> I think he's been showing signs. I think even in Napier against the Broncos, he he looked really good. Um, and you watch a lot of our our recent wins. Um, Rocco Berry's given a lot of last passes to Dallin as well. I think he's shown an ability to put his winger away, and he's getting a little bit like better bit by bit. Um, the more games he strings together, so definitely don't think it's a one off. Um, so I wouldn't say turning a corner either. I'd say he's just growing into that role. He's he's maturing because um, he's always had the potential, the the physical attributes. Um, it's just getting the opportunity and staying injury free, and like we said earlier, the environment that's being created, um, yeah. the the quality of of plays we're running, the the ball he's getting from our playmakers. Um, it's all culminating to not just Rocco, but other players in the team all playing career best footy. So 
I, I feel like they're all just a product of of what we have going on at the moment. Yeah, I think probably saying turn a corner is probably a poor turn of phrase from me. Um, I, I've been really harsh on Rocco this year, but before this year, I was a big fan saying like, this kid is going to be, you know, the center for us. So, and then it just looked like he wasn't really clicking. Um, it felt like everything clicked in. As I said, at the start of the game last week, I was criticizing him because he looked like a deer in headlights. He looked a bit lost. And I didn't think his line running was doing good. I got corrected by Hammer saying, no, he's doing you know, line running. Shut up your prop. Um, and he was. The big thing, I don't know if you could have seen it on TV, Richie, but being there live, the biggest thing I was impressed with him with him was his kick chase. Yes. Like, yeah. I'm now kicking to the corner. Rocco was the first guy up there. And yep. um, it was every kick every kick that corner it wasn't like one or two of them he put some extra effort to make sure he was there it was every single one um it's just shows his character i guess so um i don't like i i don't like bagging warriors players but i tend to do it a lot um but i never want to see someone fail um even yeah. the adam Pompeys and the jesse royals of the world um i want to see them do well so i'm hoping that this is you know just becomes the norm um like, yeah to the point where you're not even a bit like tohu harris we don't really praise tohu at all because tohu does excellent every week um mm. and you're expecting it so i'm expecting i'm hoping that we get that with barry where he has these types of games mm. and it's just it's just a normal performance and like mikey said yeah pompey's a work in progress but improving barsamiras he's been around forever he can't be a work in progress anymore yeah um, that's and, I- I was going to say I'm I'm more worried about that side of the field than Rocco's side. I mean, I, yeah. I agree. Pompey's got some upside, but I think he missed eight tackles on the weekend, and he he did get stood eight up tackles. a couple of times. Yeah, he stood up tackles. by Nico. Six. Yeah. He had six errors the week before. He is an enigma. I think I put that in my review. I picked him as my worried improve. He's an enigma. He can do things that no one else can do, but then he can make the most stupidest um, mistakes. Um, so, yeah, he's played 71 games. Mm. He, he can't be a work in progress after 71 games. Um, you lose that tag after, like, your first two years, in my eyes. Um, but, yeah, and, um, yeah, Paul said RTS to replace Pompey next season. Yeah, I'm hearing unfortunate rumours that the Warriors might extend his, um, Pompey's time as well. Um, I thought we'd, he'd be going. But, um, yeah, he will... At the moment, if yeah, RTS has definitely got a centre spot, and I guess Barry, Pompey, and Ali um, are probably the ones that will be fighting for it if they extend Pompey like the rumours are. Um, but yeah, before last week, I said Ali would be in the centres with RTS. Now I'm open to Pom, uh, to Barry keeping that as well. So yeah, interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Pompey wouldn't be bad as a depth player or, or, or a depth squad player from that point of view, depending on how much yeah. he costs, of course. I would put him as a depth player now, but he's playing every bloody game, Paul. <laughs> they, they, they love him. <laughs> I don't know what it is, um, but that's why I'm not a coach. Yeah, look, and, and let's, be, let's be fair, you guys are not as down on him as you were at the beginning, earlier in the season. Yeah, true. Yeah. He, has, yeah. He, has, he has stepped up and improved, impressed you guys. I'm not saying he's impressed you to be the, a... a a starting grand finalist, but a uh, but oh, as a yeah, squad I'm not, player, I'm, I'm not naming a kid after him. That's for sure. 
<laughs> um, so we'll move on to round 21. Um, so we'll bring up the, the Warriors game first, Paul. Um, so I'll let you do our Warriors team, Richie. Uh, yep. So again, the back line pretty much as it has been for uh, the last few weeks. CNK fullback, Watsonis Lesniak, Marcelo Montoya wingers, Rocco Berry, Adam Pompey centers, Luke Metcalf, Sean Johnson, the halves pairing. Uh, Ford Pack, Adam Fenor Blake, Wade Egan, Bunty R4 front row, Jackson Ford, and Marati Niakore coming back into the side. They're the edge back rowers. Tohu Harris named as lock and captain. Interchange bench, Dylan Walker, Mitch Barnett, Tom Ale, and Freddie Lussick. That's where it gets interesting. So um, Bailey Serenin and Josh Curran drop, drop from drop the team at this stage. Yeah, and then for the Raiders, we've got Sebastian Chris at fullback, um, Albert Hopawati and Jordan Rapana on the wings. Centres of Jared Croker and uh, Matt Tomoko. Uh, halves are Jack Whiten and Jamal Fogarty. Front rows, Josh Papali'i, Zach Wolford, and uh, Joey Tuppany. Then we've got Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead in the second row with Corey Horsburgh at lock. Um, then with Tom Starling, Umre Gula, Basami Salo, and Atta um, Mariota on the bench. Um, decent, predictable Raiders squad, which is kind of what you want. You want to be able to pick the same team every week. There's only one man that scares me, or two. Two men that scare me in that team, um, and that's Matt Tomoko and Joseph Tuppany. Mm. Um, big issue is Tomoko is going to be up against Pompey, and as we already said, Pompey was missing a few tackles last week. Tomoko is just a beast. Um, so Pompey, I hope he's got Tomoko's picture on his wall at home, and he's focusing on making sure that man doesn't do anything. Um, but, yeah, Warriors, interesting Bench, I've listened to a few other potties today um, talking about it with some ideas. I think this isn't a team we would have seen if it was dry weather. I think this is a team condition for wet weather. Um, in that Rabbitohs game that um, Paul came to me with, where a guy like Wade Egan, um, that middle is going to be very tired. So ideally you want someone to be able to come on for Egan for a bit, which is why I think Lussick's been picked. Um yeah, it's hard to say. Um, I don't mind it as much. I, I feel like Curran, you're not going to get a lot out of them in the wet weather. They're probably going to be very focused on keeping those second rowers out there. They can both play 80 minutes. So bringing Curran on in wet weather, I don't think is going to benefit the team. Um, if it was a dry pitch like we saw last week, Curran's great to bring on for some injection, but they want, they want their players that get in the trenches and just work hard, which is kind of not really Curran's thing. Um, no disrespect to him, but he's not really the guy you rely on to do all the heavy work for 80 minutes. He kind of gives you a bit of spark, which you don't really need a lot of spark when it's pissing down with rain. So um, I think this is a team designed for a grinding game, which I think is a positive that Webster's picking a team for the conditions, which he didn't in that last game for the Rabbitohs. We kind of tried to play like it was dry. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've been I've been in trouble for doubting Webby in the past, so I'm not going to do it this time. I'm not going to doubt him. Yeah, yeah, I'll get behind whoever he puts out there. I mean, Wade Egan has had troubles all season with with injuries and head knocks having to come off the field. So 
I think Lusick's definitely the best person to have on the interchange for that, and just to give him a rest. You know, I don't, I wouldn't put anyone else in it in it dummy half. Uh, maybe Serenin, but um, yeah, no, I'm 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 behind it. Yeah. So who are you picking? I've got the Warriors. I've got the Warriors. I, I, even if it rains, I'll stay with the Warriors. I this, this if it rains, this is a game where we get over that that little hoodoo. Yeah, and let me guess, uh, Paul Simon has picked the Raiders because he's a one-eyed Raiders fan, just as us one-eyed Warriors fans have gone our way. <laughs> <laughs> also, the Raiders look; they're on a three and one, uh, three and one record at the moment. They're either an informed team and they're at home. Um, so uh, they're not at home. Point. They're not at home. Oh, they're not home, are they? They're away. Oh, geez. Yeah, still. Oh, geez. So yeah, you, the Raiders are going to get in their get in their long boats, row over to uh, um, you're doing, and, uh, and do the rating. That's what they're supposed to do. You're doing Simon a disservice by not researching. properly. And look, home and away um, record for Raiders. Look, five and three at home, six and three away. So look, they don't mind with the playing home or away. Um, they're still got a good record. Their last yeah. loss was against the Warriors too. So it'd be nice if we can book in their losses. Um, by being the Warriors both times. Yeah. Um, but we'll go on to the rest of the round um, now that we've got the, the Warriors-Raiders game all side up. There we go. Uh, first game is on Thursday. <sighs> this one took me a lot of time, uh, guys, <laughs> but Dragons versus Tigers, the two worst teams in the competition playing each other. Effectively, this is the battle for the spoon. Um, so I've gone with the Tigers. Because as always, Brad doesn't pick the dragons. <laughs> I've gone dragons. Dragons emphatic victory. Look, there's only one team that the bookies have stopped taking money on to win the premiership, and that is the Tigers. Even, <laughs> even the dragons have got odds. Okay, they're five hundred and five hundred one dollars, but at least they've got odds. Whereas. The Tigers haven't even got odds now. They're that bad, that bad. So, yep. Um, look, we're going with the Dragons. And they're yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm going to be on the losing side of this. But <laughs> if the Tigers, the Tigers have one chance to win a game the rest of the year, and it's this one. So I'm hoping they put everything they can into it. Um, but yeah. the same applies to the Dragons. <laughs> they, yeah, got yeah. One game they can win the rest of the year, and it's this one. That's, that's true. <laughs> that is true also. And then we already... I've already picked the Warriors Raiders game, the first game on Friday. Next game is Rabbitohs Broncos. I've gone with oh, the Rabbits. Gone with the Rabbits. The Trails back. Yeah. Trails back. Um, so yeah, I'm going with the Rabbits at home. Effectively, I was going to pick whoever would be at home in this game because yeah. They're both yeah. quality. I'm gonna go the other way then. Broncos. Catch, catch up pick. <laughs> Look, I mean, this is a tough one, isn't it? I mean, it's, um, yeah, the Rabbits are at home, but look, they're on a one and three record. They've lost three out of their last four games. Um, or th- they got uh, a throw back, though. Whereas the Broncos are three and one over their last four games. Even, uh, I mean, obviously, um, both of them with uh, um, with Origin removals, and the Broncos still do it. Whereas the um, the Rabbits have really struggled. Uh, this is a must win for the Rabbits, though. Look at this one: twenty four points, same as the Cowboys. If they yeah. want to make the uh, the top eight, they can't be losing this one. So um, Rabbitohs at home, they'll be more desperate than the uh, than the Broncos. Yeah. And then uh, the first game on Saturday, we've got Titans-Roosters. 
Um, I've gone with the Roosters. Um, I didn't think I would, but um, yeah, I think they really need a win here. The Titans can't play 80. Um, so I think the, the Roosters will get the job done here. All right, then I'm going the other way. <laughs> Titans. <laughs> this is how you get so far behind. Yeah, but hey, nothing to lose. This is, this, 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 this is how he catches up in one week. Yeah, um, true. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, uh, we've, we've we've gone with the Roosters. I don't know why, because um, look, the Roosters are on one and four. They've they've won one of their last five games. And uh, look, the Titans aren't great at two and three, but look, the Roosters are in a real bad space at the moment. But still, they, as you say, they have to win this game. Um, but uh, yeah, so Roosters, it is away from home, and on a bad bad run of form, going with the Roosters. Nice. Next game on Saturday, we've got Knights versus Storm. Um, easy. Storm. Storm. Well, the uh, multi's looking good this week. Um, so, um, <laughs> I'm going, yes, we're all going with the Storm here. Um, look, I mean, it's, uh, this is probably the reason why that line is under the Cowboys, right? Um, the, the Knights um, uh, is, is, is their run in against teams like this. Um, yeah, yeah. This is where they're going to slip away. So, yeah, Knights. Sorry, so so yes, um, storm, storm winning this one. Storm, yeah. And then uh, next game, last game on Saturday night, we've got Cowboys Eels. Cowboys for me. Uh, I don't see anyone had to stop in their run anytime soon. And they're at home. Yeah, yeah, I know. Every bit of me feels like the Cowboys are going to win this. I'm going to go the Eels though. Okay, look, every game. Make it. There's making catch up picks. And then they're just making absolutely dumb picks. <laughs> the eels could do it. They, they could. could do it. They could. <laughs> the tigers could. could beat the panthers potentially. I mean, the, the tigers did beat the panthers. They, they did beat the panthers. The tigers did beat the panthers. Oh, okay. Um, they they can hold on to that forever. <laughs> the, um, the, I, mean, I mean, well, look. I mean, they're still doing odds on the dragons. The dragons still could re- could could win the premiership, but they're not going to. But the Cowboys, they're on, they're on, they're on an unbeaten win, four and zero. Now the Eels also actually on a good run at the moment, four and one. Um, as much as we've been dissing them, um, but still, yeah, Cowboys at home on a fantastic run. Um, I'm going to back them, but um, yeah, that's, perhaps the Eels aren't as bad as the pickers I'm making out for by by Richie there. So, so currently, our multi is a, a one game bit. <laughs> I would say that, yeah, that was the plan. I would, I would say that the eels are on a are really don't like traveling. They're one of the worst. Um, they're, they're, they're the worst team on the road out of the top. Oh, don't eight. say that. With um, with four four wins and four losses so far in their eight away games. Um, and then the the Panthers and Bulldogs. The first game on Sunday, Panthers. Panthers. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, to... not that stupid. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's games, and then there's, um, yeah, Panthers. That's not going to add much to the multi. <laughs> no. Um, TAB and then, Panthers at a dollar and three cents. It's like picking the All Blacks, really, isn't it? Um, <laughs> last game of the round, Sharks versus Eagles. Um, this one was almost as hard as the Dragons Tigers for me, but I've gone with the Sharks. Um, they've made some changes, and I think um, it's going to be a, a wake-up performance from them. And it's I still don't like picking Manly when Turbo's not there. I'm going Manly. DC is going to pick them apart. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I mean, look, the Eagles, I mean, we're talking about poor away form. 
Um, the Eagles so oh. far in this are two wins and five losses. They've only had two wins all season away from home. How you, you, you've got to pick the Sharks in this one um, as much as you're looking for catch-ups. I say that um, my comment before about the Cowboys-Eels perhaps wasn't so bad, but this one, the Eagles, two and three, they're on a losing run form-wise. They've only won two games away all season. Uh, look, this is what uh, this is what keeps the Sharks in the top eight. And this is why Richie is so far below us in the tips. Because he makes just oh, we some silly two, choices. We have a two-game multi. Two-game multi, um, which we should get. The Storm should beat the Knights <laughs> and Beth should beat the Bulldogs. So now we're cheating. We get that first multi and we're just trying to orchestrate easy multi wins now. I don't like it. Don't like it. Um, but, yes, yeah, so that's our picks. Only, only two games we agree on this week because Richie doesn't want to uh, you know, take maybe, part. Maybe we need to add a add a anytime try screw to that multi. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to, we're trying to win Paul as many back, so we'll, yeah. we'll go with it. Um, and then before we go on, um, the NRL, uh, NRLW starts this weekend too. Um, uh, we don't really review that. We kind of, a bit like Super League, we just run down the scores, but there is some games. I didn't give the fixtures to Paul because I forgot, um, so apologies. But um, Titans play the Cowboys, Knights play the Dragons, Broncos play the Mighty Roosters, go my my Rooster female team, um, Eels versus Tigers, and Sharks versus Raiders. Why, um, why don't why don't they call the Cowboys the Cowgirls then? I I don't know. I, I I'm not in the decision making process. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah. Uh, Fair uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Richie. Why do you ask questions like that towards the end of the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. It just sounded but, weird um, you reading it out just then. Yeah, the Raiders game will be good to watch. Um, Mackenzie Wiki, Ruben's daughter, is named to play in the centers, so um, should be a good game there. Um, so yeah, before we go, I know Jacko's about to leave us. There we go. There's the draw. Um, so some good games there. Um, it's always a bit of fun to watch. Um, but we'll go into Super League um, before I let you all go. Um, Catalans and Lee remain first and second on the table, but Wigan have gone back up to third and St. Helens have fallen to fourth, um, which is how they're going to stay next week as the comp takes a break for the Challenge Cup semifinals. So um, we had St. Saint, uh, Saint Helens lost to Catalans 14-12. to Uddersfield defeated Wakefield 24-6. Hull KR defeated Leeds, uh, 19-18. Um, Wigan defeated Warrington, 26-12. Hull FC defeated Castleford, 36-18. And then Lee defeated Salford, 24-22. Um, and then, yeah, as I said, next week or this week, we've got the Challenge Cup semifinals, which is Lee versus St. Allen's, Hull KR versus Wigan. Putting on my, my tip in here, I think we might see yet again St. Helens versus Wigan. Um what do you reckon? Or do you think Hull KR will do an upset or Lee? No, I think St. Helens Wigan as well. Mm. Um, yeah, and I was trying to find some more info. I saw a picture. I believe it was from the Wigan game, um, but it might not have been first grade. Um, a Wigan player went to the, like, in the corner for, like, a Dallin try, um, and the corner post broke and went through him. Um, went through his side. There was a picture of him, like them trying to pull it out of him in an ambulance, but I couldn't find it in the news anywhere. I just saw it like on the Instagram. Um, so I was trying to find it, but I'll keep working on that and we might talk about it next week because yeah. it was a gnarly, gnarly injury. 
Um, but anything else you want to add before we go, Richie or Paul? Yeah, thanks for the chat, everybody. Let's go, the Warriors. Um, I hope you enjoy it on Friday night, Brad. Um, hopefully the rain stays away. Yeah, I'm going shopping for some wet weather gear because my, yeah. my gear doesn't <laughs> doesn't work. Um, but yeah, okay. So, um, oh yeah, and someone said Toulouse Olympic is now second place in the championship uh, as well. Um, so that's all we got for tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tonight joining us on the standoff of Brad and Richie. Uh, for your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week at 8pm or at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, thanks for joining me again, Richie, and cheers to Paul for all the help in the background. And good night, everyone. Cool.